welcome back to girl meets show the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with tv i'm jordan i'm taylor this week we will be discussing two netflix originals do revenge which is a movie and selling the oc is it the oc or is it selling oc <laughs> it's the oc okay which is kind of funny that is funny i can't decide which one sounds more normal i guess i don't know I feel like what they really should have done is called it Selling Orange County. Yeah, that does sound a lot better. Because Selling the OC sounds like they're selling the well-known TV series, The OC. And I'm like, nothing could ever, no one could ever sell that. (laughs) It is weird. I feel like, I feel like out in the world, it's more common to say Orange County than like, I'm going to the OC. Like that would sound dorky. Well, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I guess I'm not from there, but it feels like it's a thing where it's like people who live there are like, no one really says that. Like, um, like SoCal, like, I feel like people always make fun of people who say that because people who actually mm-hmm. live or in Cali. Southern Cal- Yeah. Like people who actually live there don't say that. Yeah. But I guess I don't really know. Interesting thoughts. <laughs> That we will dive into here soon. (laughs) But first, TV news. Jordan, please share with us what you have found. Um, One thing that I'm excited about that I think I have seen some trailers, but um, now it's actually going to be starting soon, is this Netflix TV series called Enter Galactic. And um, it's animated. And the animation style is very cool. It kind of has a vibe of Into the Spider-Verse. Cool. Um, And one of the writers and the star is Kid Cudi. And the cast, the voice cast includes um, Vanessa Hudgens, um, Timothy Chalamet, Macaulay Culkin, Christopher Abbott, um, and Jessica Williams from uh, Two Dope Queens. Jaden Smith like it's kind of very very stacked voice cast and it looks like kind of like you'll just have to look up the the how the art looks because it looks extremely cool but it kind of looks like a show about like relationships and like living in the city and it just I'm like it seems very compelling to me and I'm really excited to see what it's like um does it have a release date Yes, um, September 30th, but I think that Netflix is dropping it week by week, which is weird for them. Oh, that is weird. Like, Love is Blind. <laughs> like, Love is Blind and Great British Bake Off. Like, <laughs> yeah, three very <laughs> different things. <laughs> okay, fun. I like that. I love a show about relationships. Yeah, I. you'll have to watch the trailer. I'll send it to you. It looks very Please good. Do. I think it was announced today that Sarah Paulson is going to be playing Gwen Shamblin in the scripted adaptation of The Way Down, which was on HBO Max. And I'm very intrigued. Sarah Paulson loves to um, method act, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what that's called, but... <laughs> yeah, she loves to, like, reenact yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. be a person that is actually exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I still need to watch that documentary. Even now, I really yeah, do I need to go back because I think there were more episodes and I still never watched them. So, um, there's going to be a TV series based on 
Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. And the people that are cast are Reggae Jean Page, thumbs up, and Glenn Powell, who I just kind of am a little on the fence about him um, in general. And so I'm just very like, it's very interesting casting. And obviously Butch Cassidy was not black or British. (laughs) So um, that'll be interesting. But maybe this could this could take Glenn Powell kind of over the edge for me into positive feelings. Yeah, I'm intrigued. It's being done by the Russo brothers and it's on Amazon. Um, I've never seen the movie, so I'm glad you have seen it and like it. I will have to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's definitely a sexual awakening for me as well. Okay, Just great. That out I might there. need a reawakening. So that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you're never, you're never too old. You're never too old. <laughs> I've been very intrigued by Glenn Powell because I was in a watching I was in a movie theater this weekend and saw a trailer for a new movie that he's going to be in which basically seems exactly the same as Top Gun but it's a different movie. Is that the <laughs> one with is that have Joe Jonas? Yes, it's the one with Joe Jonas. It's and so like confusing. Glenn Powell is in it and he's also in Top Gun. So I'm like is he been typecast as just this um military pilot? Well, he does. He he looks like he should be playing military characters all the time. Yeah, like he's he's obviously very good looking, and I think he actually is like pretty funny. Like, there's just something about him that is kind of weird. He was the love interest in that one movie on Netflix with Zoe, right? Yes. Did I like him? Zoe I can't Deutsch. remember. I feel I like can't I can't remember if I really that. liked that movie. I feel like I feel like he feels like he was like built in a factory to like be <laughs> a likable per- lead in movies yeah. and there's just something that feel that like feels fake and i don't really think it's even his fault i just don't i can't blame the factory <laughs> the factory like forgot to put in like a human factor for him or something i don't know but that being said um robert redford as the sundance kid it's like he's he's likable, but there's also something kind of like he's not very he's kind of like the quiet one. And Paul Newman as Butch Cassidy is kind of like the talkative, like sarcastic, snarky one. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would be interesting to see Glenn Powell, because what I think that I read Glenn Powell is playing Sundance. And so normally I would think they'd cast him as like the snarky, talkative character. I should actually maybe check and see if I'm have them mixed up. But that's what I remember reading. Anyway, if he's playing Sundance, that could be a, a different character than what I've usually seen him as. So that could be interesting. So maybe it'll help. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, it says Reggae Jean Page will play Butch Casty and Glenn Powell will be Sundance Kid. I don't know. Big shoes to fill, but could be interesting. Do you think I would still have a sexual reawakening watching the original movie if I have seen Robert Redford eating by himself a gigantic plate of bacon. <laughs> well, you also saw him as a very old man. Right? Yeah, that's why I'm like, will that will it work on me? That would be an interesting experiment. Okay, I'll report back once we watch this show and it comes out. I'll report back. 
Yes. I, I mean, here's I'm more of a Paul Newman girl versus a Robert Redford girl. So there's also that. But OK, they're both just like, like kind of to me, like their peak physical hotness. Yeah. In that movie. So I don't know. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. OK, great. Um, my last piece of news, because that was one of mine as well, is that, um, BJ Novak's movie Vengeance is now streaming on Peacock. And I really enjoyed the movie and thought it was very fun. So I felt like I should share that with people if they are wanting a good movie to watch. It was entertaining. And John Mayer is in the first five minutes and what not to spoil it but like if that will help you watch it i think it's worth it it's really funny i want to see his acting skills for sure i mean he's basically playing himself but like more of a douche i hope (laughs) in my brain (laughs) he's not playing himself but well i feel like he really is very open about how much he regrets about his ultra douche days mm-hmm. of the past so i can see him playing that up and making fun of himself yeah and he's talking about like dating apps and stuff so i think you especially <laughs> would appreciate it wow wow that's great news because yeah i didn't see that but the trailer was really good yeah it was fun it seems so weird that like it's already on peacock now though i you know? know but that's the norm i don't think it's like I don't think it means that the movie was a flop. It's just kind of how things are right now. Like everything's now on streaming. And it honestly, it was in theaters for a really long time. I actually was surprised that I was still able to catch it in theaters, but it was just not very long in between not being Mm -hmm. in theaters and being online, which I appreciate. Why wait? I mean, we did used to have to wait so long for things to finally be like rentable or Mm -hmm. viable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That is a good plug. Thank you for that helpful tip. You're welcome. Um, my last piece of news is that Netflix is doing a series on Jeffrey Dahmer and Evan Peters is playing Jeffrey Dahmer. And um, all it made me think was like, don't we have a lot of content specifically about Jeffrey Dahmer? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily need a another like a full series on him yes evan peters looks a lot like jeffrey dahmer (laughs) um or at least he looks a lot like when um ross lynch played jeffrey dahmer like (laughs) i don't know i just was like really like that another thing oh and also i did i left out the most important part it's ryan murphy (laughs) shocker (laughs) that is a very important part and i actually don't even think i knew that I, I don't know if I was purposefully avoiding any of that information, but I like kept seeing it and I kept swiping right past it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up seeing the one photo of him and I was like, yeah, he does look like him. Yeah. I mean, he's blonde and he has those glasses. Yeah. I haven't taken in a lot of Jeffrey Dahmer um, information, so I guess I'm not, I'm, a, I'm indifferent about the whole thing. <laughs> I just feel like, <laughs> never mind. I was going to say something so stupid. Represent- representation for other serial killers. 
not the same ones over and over but <laughs> that feels backwards i don't know i do kind of also feel like stuff about serial killers right now it almost feels dated it's like yeah we've seen things about serial killers like there's other weirder crimes that now i think people are liking to have true crime docs about like yeah. um what is it keep sweet and obey yeah or even stuff. like theranos like yes stuff like that um, um even like um oh what was it oh like the manti teo documentary like mm-hmm. i feel like people care more about those kinds of things and like serial killers have kind of like come and gone and so now so for me to see a new series announced about jeffrey dahmer it's like really like there's so many other types of true crime that i think i would like to see more of like more strange things yeah like even i feel like the true crime podcast um themes have kind of died like people aren't as into like the usual true crime podcasts either so like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of a dying interest and you can only talk about murder so much I agree and I I mean like I took in a lot of that stuff and I just and it's not even like a conscious effort like I think I'm gonna stop I was like just I'm it's not my interest as much anymore yeah I'm I am intrigued if they ever do a serial series because I think that would be interesting because they just let Adnan, uh, Adnan yeah. out of jail. And like something like that would be really interesting to me because it's yeah. not the usual this person murdered a bunch of people then they got put in prison. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking. I need some more. I need some more. Something with more interesting themes. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's kind of sad to be like that. No longer shocks us, like a story about a serial killer, because we're kind of like, yeah, we know they're out there. Mm-hmm. Give me something unique. Like that's the state of the world, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But what if we stop talking about them and serial killing comes back full force? I don't know. Well, I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Uh, Um, all right. Well, for our top three this week, we are, we're putting together, we're pairing up some dynamic duos of different TV characters. We think would make a great, uh, dynamic duo. (laughs) for lack of a better terminology um because in do revenge there is a great dynamic duo played by cammy mendez and maya hawk and then in selling the oc there are three women that who are all named alexandra but two of them pair up and are a dynamic duo real estate girlies and we'll get more into that all of them later but jordan who's the dynamic duo you think could sell some homes or do some revenge or whatnot well i guess i kind of approached this actually of like who's someone that could use like 
someone to be a duo with because they're kind of isolated in their Mm -hmm. own show. And I picked Lexi from Euphoria. And I think she would be a dynamic duo with Emily Dickinson from Dickinson. Ooh, yeah. They're kind of brainiacs. Well, actually really brainiacs. And they're Mm -hmm. like, they... They have, each of them actually have friends, but they're just kind of like, they do, they feel separate from everybody and Mm -hmm. kind of, they're both observers. And actually, now that I think about it, Emily is always putting on plays with all her friends. So she and Lexi really have a lot in common. Yeah. And I feel like they, like, um, Emily could like liven up Lexi's life a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think Lexi could bring Emily down to earth a little bit. They'd be good for each other. Yeah. I really, I really think so. I like that. Good duo. Um, I was on the same page as you, and I'm just noticing now that all of my duos are women, which is fun. Wow, beautiful. Um, my first one is Davy from Never Have I Ever, and I paired her with Claire from Dairy Girls. I just feel like they could <gasps> be really fun together. Yes. And um, so dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> like both both of those girls already have their own like friend crew but they -hmm. just seemed like they could be fun together totally yeah wow i love it i uh this would be i just should we get into the fan fiction biz i mean we're basically (laughs) our top threes usually are basically fan fiction but like are we like publish these well are there fan fiction podcasts i've never really heard of them (gasps) Hmm. are we fine i mean i'm not really in that world but I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are, too. And there's some fan fiction out there that is, like, good. Well, it's, like, inspired a lot of good content. What's the Harry Styles mm-hmm. fan fiction that turned into something I can't even remember? Oh, yeah. I don't remember either. But, I mean, like, Fifty Shades of Grey slash Twilight. It's, like, <laughs> wasn't Fifty Shades fan fiction off of Twilight? Like, that's very weird and meta but yeah that is look at that we have dakota johnson today because of fan fiction basically (laughs) thank you stephanie meyer (laughs) for being a weird little mormon (laughs) um my next one it is actually a male dynamic duo Um, wow do you even care about women uh apparently not <laughs> this is representing how we have boys on selling the oc now like oh we yeah do true not have perfect boys outside of the twins on selling sunset um and these are two these are two men that really need someone a friend <laughs> and this i can't decide if this one or my next one is more um deranged but i said roman roy <laughs> and I was like, who could help Roman? Who who could, like... Because speaking of, like, needing someone to kind of bring them down to earth a little bit. And a lot of other things. <laughs> this one, I don't know. Now I'm rethinking it. But I said uh, Ted Lasso. That's <laughs> perfect! I think they really... They both, like, have... They actually, like, have so much internalized self-hatred. <laughs> actually. Like, Ted Lasso, but he, like... He, how he copes with all his anxiety and everything is like outward and that would really help Roman. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I think it would be more, maybe a little one-sided. I don't know what Roman would really do for Ted, but maybe they could just be like honest. It would be like a safe space for each other. Yeah. I like it. I think that um, Roman could show Ted how, a little bit of how to have fun 
like yeah i don't debauchery mm, yeah <laughs> also they could have a group therapy session with um their therapist ted's therapist woman yes mm-hmm. yeah i like it i think it's fun i was trying to think I of one for it. roman too and was a little stuck so i'm glad you thought of that one i had to bring out the big guns i guess yeah i um i also chose someone from succession obviously and i chose shiv and paired her up with Catherine from the great Catherine the great l fanning's character i feel like both of them are kind of like isolated female powerhouses who like have so many like conniving plans and like all these like big ideas but don't have the like support from anyone else to like actually execute them and Mm -hmm. be as successful as they want to be so I think that they could be a good duo powerful and maybe not for Mm -hmm. the best for in a good way but powerful nonetheless yes it's like in the middle of the work day they need they like go to lunch together and maybe give each other advice women supporting women in yeah the women supporting women on how to cut off their spouse's heads without them finding out mm-hmm. how to like yeah like how to usurp power from their father and their husband yeah i like it thank and you and i would be scared i would be double scared of them if they both had each other in their corner yeah it would be scary they need it it's kind of like they're 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 like dreams are so big but then they get lost and they like sabotage themselves especially shiv Mm -hmm. so yeah they need they need like outside help i love it um my last one is ironic but i was thinking about liz lemon from 30 rock um Cause she actually, her only friends on the show are all people only that she works with. And also none of them really understand her. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, who's kind of like good hearted, but also kind of like cranky enough that like could kind of match her. And the person I thought of first and I couldn't think of anyone better was Mabel on only murders in the building, which is <laughs> ironic because Tina Fey's on that show that is and really they're not funny. really friends. But I was like, even though there's an age difference for sure, Mabel is like, she's not like your kind of like cliche quote unquote millennial that they would write for a TV show. Like, well, and she can clearly hang with the older crowd. Exactly. And like, I think that they would actually get along very well. And it would yeah, be like really it. funny. I think it would be great. They just meet up for dinner after work and just complain to each other about work. <laughs> exactly. And about all the people that they know, even yeah. though like these are my closest friends, but I just want to complain about them <laughs> to you. <laughs> I like it. Um, my last duo is kind of one-sided as well. I said Kimmy Schmidt and Carrie Bradshaw I feel like (laughs) it would be really funny to see them together um Carrie giving Kimmy Schmidt like the ultimate makeover and like dating Mm -hmm. advice to like get her on the dating scene and like teaching her about New York and like how to be a New York lady Mm -hmm. like yeah like how to be an adult yeah 
I think it could be a wow. really fun spinoff. So I hope the and just like that people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. I mean, it is like the main character energy of both of these girlies, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but like they're total opposites. But I think I can see a, a Venn diagram between the two for sure. <laughs> Thank you. That's so funny. I'm trying to think of like, and then Kimmy would provide to Carrie like, um, some humbling. I don't know. Yeah, like I think she could humble her, humble her for sure, and like help her maybe like appreciate things more or something like that. Yeah. Dang, I would watch that show. I have not thought about Kimmy Schmidt in a while, so I really like that too. <laughs> I need to remember Kimmy Schmidt. You were just thinking about John Hamm today and so maybe that's why it was on your brain <laughs> may or may not be true <sighs> um all right do revenge is a a netflix original movie um directed by jennifer keaton keaton robinson who also did someone great which was a fun mm, movie. you can kind of tell you can yeah. tell i feel like once i looked up like her filmography because she also did unpregnant I thought that that was fun, and yeah, you mm-hmm. could tell. She also wrote Love Love and Thunder, Thor. She did? Yeah. Wow, news to me. That's me too. Cool. Literally just saw Go Taika that. for having her on the team. Yeah. <laughs> Let's praise this woman by praising the man. <laughs> I told you. My bad. You do not support women. <laughs> ah! <laughs> This is a learning experience for me. (laughs) Wow. Fake Um, feminist. Okay, Jordan, how did you feel about this movie? I really enjoyed it. It was very fun to watch. It went by very quickly, which to me means it was fun. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I like paused it to go to the bathroom or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's almost like half over. And I was really impressed by that. Um, One thing that really impressed me is there was a twist that I really didn't see coming at all. I thought I like was like, okay, I know where this is going to go and the lessons that are going to be learned, yada, yada. Didn't call really where it ended up going. And that was exciting too. Cause I feel like teen movies usually, even if they're really fun, predict they're really predictable, but mm-hmm. this really wasn't. And I thought that was really great. Yeah, I completely agree. I also was not expecting the twist um I saw some like review on Letterbox. I was trying to find it right now, but I can't find it. Um, but it was like Martin Scorsese is shaking. He could never make a twist this good. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um Is he known for his twists, first of all? I don't know. I, don't that's know. A- I have no idea. Um that's really funny. I actually just saw a quote from Martin Scorsese that he, how much he loved the movie Pearl. So, oh, I also loved that movie. So we are, I, I guess, me and Martin are the same. So I was like, maybe that letterbox should, uh, be nice. <laughs> why am I? T- I'm like defending Martin Scorsese. Why am I? Why am I doing? Because you are a man defender. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I- I'm a men's rights activist today. What is my deal? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, glad we have. We, yep. Glad we could figure this out, though. Admit, admitting it is the first step. It's really eye-opening experience for me <laughs> right now. Um, mm. I loved this movie so much. I had so much fun. I 
felt like the performances were really, really good. Um, totally good. And both by Maya Hawk and Cami Mendez and everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the soundtrack. Shout out to our girl, Esty Haim, who did the soundtrack. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Did you see the her? Did you see when Maya Hawk was wearing a Haim shirt? Oh my gosh, I didn't. She was wearing one of their Women in Music Part 3 shirts. In the at, movie? Like, the tennis place. Yes. Oh my gosh, And fun. I was like, that's funny. And then at the credits, I was like, oh my gosh, Esty. Wow. Cute. Something that was fun was there were a lot of little Easter eggs in it that I that didn't distract from the movie. They were mm-hmm. just fun. Like, and if you know, you know moment. And I really liked that. That was fun. Yeah. Like there were lots of callbacks to like, uh, older, like teen movies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fun to be like, Oh, this reminded me of this. And like, this reminds me of this. And I yeah. had a lot of fun with that. Um, I also loved the aesthetic. Like, it was fun because it was clear that this was already kind of not totally set in reality anyway because mm-hmm. the everything that was going on. So like it was fun that their school uniforms were like a lavender color. Like Pastels, I it was yeah. so I just loved it and I thought it looked really good. Yeah. I would say my one complaint is that I think it could have and would have worked better if it were in a college environment. Like but that was kind of part of the fun and made it not based in reality was the fact that n- nothing they were doing was anything a high schooler would be doing or should be doing. Yes. But that was honestly my only complaint. Everything else was a blast. I, I thought it was great. One thing, because I saw the trailer um, whenever they dropped that and... The aesthetic was so good that it almost always kind of worries me like, okay, are they going to have like a good movie to back this all up? Because it looks really good. Is that going to be like the main substance to the movie? Yeah. Like are they trying to blind us with good aesthetics? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I was really, I was just kind of worried starting it that it would be like all show and like no good plot. The characters aren't, I don't care about them. But I really, they really ended up selling me on it. I thought it was really good. Good. I'm glad you liked it because I, I mean, I hadn't talked to you about it, so I had no idea how your where your feelings were are on the show. But mm-hmm. I have yet to see talk to anyone who's watched it who didn't like it. So I recommend. Yeah, I it. feel like there's something for everyone. It's definitely an R-rated teen comedy. Yeah, for sure. High schoolers shouldn't watch it. I don't know. It's just funny because like when I was in high school or middle, when I was in middle school watching high school movies, they were all still really tame. And now I was like, none of them had the C word in it, for example. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, wow, I'm in my thirties watching one of these teen quote unquote teen movies. And I was like, wow, this is not, this is what I would have wanted to watch in middle school, but I would not have been (laughs) old enough. (laughs) Yeah, none Let's of them had that that out there. someone doing coke out of someone's <laughs> butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, even knowing what shrooms are. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have even known. I have so. a pretty big theory that shrooms are, like, the theme of this year, the last year's content. It seems like it is in every single movie and TV show that has come out in the last year plus. And it's just really fascinating to me. And I wonder if it'll stay like that or not. 
It's interesting because I feel like it used to just be weed, mm-hmm. but now that's not controversial at all anymore. Yeah, it's true. So like you got to take it up a notch Yeah, in the content. But I feel like that's already becoming pretty well known mainstream. and well, yeah, mainstream. So what's next? Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Two recommendations for Do Revenge on Netflix. All right. Selling the OC spinoff from Selling Sunset. Jordan, first and foremost, which series do you prefer? I was trying to decide that the whole time I was watching Selling the OC. Um, I What I really like is the characters on Selling Sunset are very played out for me now, you know? And so I like having all new fresh people besides freaking Jason Oppenheim. Of course, he's always <laughs> there. But he's not actually in it as much as I was expecting. Um, So I liked having like zero context for any of these people you know Mm -hmm. and like getting to form new opinions about people or whatever um but i do think they i don't know they do need kind of a christine character there really isn't one which i i like that it's not just copying the exact formula and personas on selling sunset but what i just said it's also like to contradict that it is also kind of nice having like the current friend circles going into selling sunset too. So I really don't know. I think selling sunset is probably a stronger show, but as someone who's kind of bored by selling sunset, at least late, like lately, I did like the freshness. So I don't really have an answer for you. Long story short. (laughs) What about you? Which one do you like better? Well, I will say I was into selling sunset way earlier than I was into the selling OC. I feel like I wasn't totally into selling the the OC until like episode like seven and there's eight episodes. Like it just took a long time for me to actually be into it because I didn't feel like that much was actually happening. Like all the drama Mm -hmm. was like, talking around the same exact thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. um without actual substance um which i mean i would say that selling sunset has kind of become that too yeah it's true but um and here's here's my other thing about selling the oc versus selling sunset i can on selling the oc a very big plot point happened off camera mm-hmm. and that is just like so weird and shocking to me because like I feel like selling sunset would never like no never they would reenact it it was it was very sus based as what my notes say literally yeah that it's all every single part of that plot line except for like the conversation between Kayla and Tyler that was like the only relevant thing that happened on camera everything else was all off camera and I was like this is ridiculous yeah so that was why I felt like I wasn't as into it because I was like well I need to like see these things so that I can form my own opinion about who I believe (laughs) totally even if it is reenacted I don't care just like show me I know well I was like okay does it make it feel more or less uh, scripted that it's all off camera because like 
I don't know. Maybe I don't. It was just weird because I was like, well, he's married. Not anymore. But like he. I mean, I don't. Is this too spoilery? Does anyone even care? Yeah, we can just say we're getting into spoilers. Okay, go. Okay, so we're getting to spoilers (laughs) and getting specific. Part of, I mean, basically the biggest drama that happens is that they say Kayla got drunk and tried to kiss Tyler, a.k.a. Mr. Brittany Snow. Twice. And it happened twice. twice. And apparently even maybe other times or something. <laughs> like, she just really wants him. And, I mean, he um, is so hot. So I don't blame her. He was, yeah, he's hot. But I feel like he's got, like, dead eyes. I don't know about <laughs> him. Do you, Okay, also, this is interesting to me. I looked up their all their ages. He's only 29. Oh! <gasps> And That's Britney weird. Snow's 36. I Okay, I actually did see that they had a pretty big age difference. Yeah, which, like, I was like, I support. But he seems older than that to me. Because yeah, he's kind of too. like, he seems, he seems like he's more mature than the others. Um, It was just like, it was too, um, it just, they, like, required too much from us as viewers to just be, like, piecing together what happened rather than showing us anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think also at the beginning, it was like just a lot of them. Like I, I still feel a little bit confused on like, um, did they all just barely meet for the first time? Were like the two Alex's mm. like working together beforehand. Like how did they all come about? Because they also kind of act like they've been working at this office forever, but then they also kind of act like we're all new here. Like we're all just trying to figure it out. And mm-hmm. like, I know the office just That's opened, so but like, so then the, f- I feel like the first few episodes are literally just them. Like they're sitting at their desks, who knows what they're doing. And then they go have some sort of team building activity, like going to the beach and going skinny dipping. And it's just literally a frontal nudity. I yes, was, I was watching it with my dad. <laughs> no, because selling sunset has always oh, been no. like, family-ish friendly and yeah, then they just don't bleep the swear words that's like literally the only bad bad thing quote yeah unquote. so i was shocked that they showed the whole showed everything <laughs> um and i just like couldn't stop thinking about how they need hr so bad like everything is an hr so bad is a so red toxic. flag and jason Clearly, is honestly jason oppenheim, oppenheim does not run professional workplaces he does not and he's Very like bad not he's the one that's like he's not even helping he's making it worse no no i i think that's a really good point something about season one of selling sunset is that you're kind of following chriselle the chriselle's new at the group and so she like you're coming in kind of with her on her first day and um being like oh like we've all known Jason for a million years and oh we have all these established things and there's only like one new person but you're kind of like as they introduce Chriselle to all these people we as the audience are also meeting them and with this it it is pretty messy where it's like the first thing you see is two of them showing a house with Geo and they're like we hate Geo like and I was like well I don't even know him yet I don't know you guys either kind of kind of all over the place Mm -hmm. yeah the intros were kind of weird I feel like we didn't get a full intro and like I actually because I didn't know everyone yet and didn't know names yet when they first started talking about Britney Snow 
I thought it was Alex Hall's ex-husband was now married to Brittany Snow. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And so. Wow, that would have been really interesting. (laughs) And then I see pictures of Brittany Snow and what's his name? Is it Tyler? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's who's married to Britney Snow. Because it was funny because when I was watching the show, I was like, are they ever going to bring Tyler's wife on or what? Or is she just going to be this like mysterious person? And <laughs> then I realized that that was who it was. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that like important information was giving to, given to me too early for me to even understand who they were talking about and what. Yes. Again, like... They could they could have done so much better. Like that basically is another thing that happened off camera. Like introducing you to someone who's not on camera that they could have easily shown snippets of earlier. Yeah. Hmm. Also, there's still characters that are that they're like showing that aren't really yeah having any storylines. Like I want to like know that about one that girl. one girl and that one guy who talked about being bi and then that was like the only thing he ever was on screen for and I'm like I'm interested mm-hmm. in him like and he was he was probably one of my favorite characters yeah him and um Brandy were my favorites because they were barely involved Brandy did start to get a little too involved with the drama I thought yeah I was like wait no I liked I liked you the best um and kind of playing both yeah. sides yeah totally very weird yeah my last thing I'll say is that I feel like um a lot of the like homes there wasn't a lot of like content of them like showing homes to the con to um clients or anything like there's a lot of talking about it but then like it was like Mm -hmm. at the end of an episode they would like show like five different homes like speedily and be like here's some homes the homes that they're discussing but I'm like I want to see them like in the home showing the clients like one of my favorite Mm -hmm. parts of the whole season was um when what's that girl's name pepper or piper or Polly. Polly, yeah, that one. <laughs> when she's showing that like um house that definitely needs to be like completely remodeled to that client and the oh, client is like uh-huh. okay. Like I love that episode. I thought it was so funny and I want more content like that. I mean, that's if it were just drama only, then I wouldn't really be interested. I why I like seeing the real estate parts of it. Yeah. Um well, I, I, I feel like since we did our top three on the dynamic duos, I would like to discuss the Alexandras, Rose, I, and Jarvis with you. I They're hate awful. them. They're awful. I've never hated people more on TV, I feel like. And oh, I feel wow. bad, but just like looking at them makes me irritated. <laughs> I agree. I, I, there was one part where um, some of the other girls were like, I don't know how she sells houses. She's so awkward talking in a conversation. How can she bring in these massive amounts of money? Like the big, the, like the most expensive houses in the whole season are them. And I couldn't agree more that the blonde one is like, oh my gosh. The only person on this show more boring than her is that other, that one guy with the kids. Oh yeah. The one where they show that weird scene with him and his wife. But then they never really show him ever again. Yeah. Well, the other part they show him in is when he's being nasty with Brittany Snow's husband. He's like, oh, oh and yeah. I bet you and your wife have sex every night. And he and so what's his name weird. is like, um, I'm 
not talking about that with you. And then he was like, well, I've never had problems with that. I was like, what? It's like, you've barely spoken. And now you say this? You're a creep. Anyway, he's, I hated him. But yeah, I did not like him either. And I agree. I felt like Blonde Alex is so boring. And it's so hard because, like, I think if it were anyone else, I would be on their side. Because I do think that Alex Hall is being, like, insanely mm-hmm. immature. And, like, the things that she's saying in public around them is just, like, insane. And, like, you should never be saying those things out loud in a public no. setting. Well, um, and I actually liked her at the start of the season. Um, I think I, I was biased. They biased me because she's like the first person you meet. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, she seems nice. She's very beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. She's like engaging. And then as the season went on, I was just like, no, like this girl's so annoying. She just seems like she should be more mature than that. 100%. I also had a problem with Kayla because she's talking about how poor she was. But then she's like wearing like Louis Vuitton. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't feel that bad for you if you can wear Louis Vuitton. <laughs> well, my thing with her, what I don't like about her is like, she's all talk. She's like, oh, you do not want to mess with me because I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to like, just rip you a new one. And then <laughs> she like, doesn't confront, like in a confrontation, she's just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like she doesn't actually say anything. She just plays both sides and tells everyone what they want to yep. hear. Yep. And she sucks at selling houses. I was like, and also she should have been fired. If she is constantly trying to like make out with her coworker, I was like, is that not sexual harassment? And she's not even good at this job. She should be fired. So, yeah, but no one no one can get fired from the o group so <laughs> Ugh. i don't know yeah not even christine they it felt Mm-mm. uh the way they left the selling sunset made it seem like they were maybe gonna try to fire christine but christine said nope i'm leaving first mm-hmm. i'll take my oh no she won't get severance if she quits but I'm sure she's fine. I don't even know if they like get severance because they only get paid if they sell a house anyway. Yeah, it's true. The, being a realtor is so confusing to me. It's so confusing. Uh, if you're a realtor and you're listening to this, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> when they're like, this is the happiest career out there. I was like, there's just no way that's true. <laughs> yeah, you maybe get a $300,000 commission in one day, but not worth it. <laughs> Mm-mm. no thanks uh, uh. the other thing and this i know this is part of the the selling sunset universe too but it was just really bothering me <laughs> the how next mcu that's the mcu yeah the the selling cu scu <laughs> i it's just so annoying and unrealistic that these are all professional people that literally their job is dependent on them like looking good and looking professional in at work events. Professional is in quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if it just like takes me out of it so much that th- they're having their biggest confrontations at like work events and like yelling at each other at like the work the opening grand opening work party where like clients are there at mm-hmm. geo like 
whatever geo like uh that open house he threw and he's the one he chooses his own open house to confront alex hall about snubbing his wife i was like that would never happen no like it's just so annoying that it's like i know that's how this show works like anytime there's a party that's where something's gonna go down mm-hmm. but like it just is so annoying like stop make trying to pretend that these are people that care about their job like i and i i want to live in the world where they actually do care about their jobs well didn't chris Shells come out and say that she's only sold like one house I don't know if I heard that, I'm but that's sure hilarious. <laughs> and I'm not shocked at all. Ugh. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's just like when the seams are showing so much like that, I'm just like, can you just like, pret- like pretend better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll end, I'll end by saying I do really like the dynamic with having men in the office. I think that that is fun. And I also really liked the hearing Alex Hall talking about like dating and like dating apps. I thought that was yeah. pretty fun too. Um, oh, yeah, all I I will definitely watch the next season. I enjoyed it that mm-hmm. much. Yeah, I liked it. I was kind of sad when I didn't have any more episodes to watch. Yeah, which was weird. It's weird. It kind of like- it ends in a weird place. I was like so confused that it was the last one. It's so dumb. I guess it's because. Um, they they probably filmed technically two seasons at once like they do selling sunset and so they're like oh we just got to stop it here like they'll probably they'll probably already drop getting themselves two. in trouble because there's already stuff that's come out like about britney snow and what's mm-hmm. his name getting divorced like yeah they need to get that out quick um also apparently alex hall was on the dumois podcast and I haven't listened to it, but Dumois has posted a couple like clips and t- talking about it because apparently Alex and Tyler were re- were seen at a restaurant like uh, what looked very flirty. Which I'm like, well, did you watch the show? They're very flirty in the show. So like, yes, I guess on the podcast, Alex said like nothing would ever happen between me and Tyler. Like we are strictly friends. But then they yeah, were right. seen on this date, and then the, and the news had come out about the divorce. So people are kind of wondering if. I don't know. I'm interested hmm. to see him. I'm, I'm on board to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, they even made a whole point of having like someone asked her like, oh, like you've known him forever. Like, what did you date or something? And she was like, mm, like had this like glance like, no, never. But like also they were like, well, would you date him or something? And we're like, mm. like she was like looking all around and it was like, OK, I get it. She has a crush on him. <laughs> my last thing is that if anyone ever even if i was married to them ever put their mouth over my nose like that i would absolutely leave them in a heartbeat that is the most disgusting thing i've ever seen which also yeah i was like confused about how long people had known each other when they were doing that because it was very weird it was so dumb i've never heard of that they're like a nosy a nosy like it's a well-known thing that's not a thing never heard that no no never seen that i thought it was repulsive yeah that was i did not enjoy looking at that no one bit all right well who is your crush of the week um my crush and i'm i'm really glad that 
we're talking about this because I forgot to bring it up during Do Revenge. My crush is Austin Abrams. Um, n- no one's talking about his range. Okay. I agree. He, he pulls off everything he does and they're all very different. Like this movie, he's playing like your regular old rich douche pulls it off. Great. On Euphoria, he does a lot of different things. He plays like a quiet kind of nerdy guy. Amazingly. He's hilarious in Lexi's play. No one's really talking about that anymore. Mm-mm. He's so good. And in Dash and Lily, he's like the perfect guy and he's mm-hmm. so cute. And I was like, wow, no one is, re- he's in all the, he's in like the most buzzy show ever euphoria. And like, no one ever brings him up. I should bring him up more because I really think he deserves praise everywhere every day he's so he's so good he's yeah and i like i'm like pretty proud of him i would say that like like he's not someone that you would look at and think like oh this person is a star like yeah he's not like a um jacob alordi kind of like instantly like classically hot guy that's gonna that is gonna be a the main character in every single show but like Mm -hmm. he is doing he's not conventional He's no. really, he's really unconventional. I mean, I think that like, if I just saw pictures of him, I would be like, I wouldn't think he's really cute, but in, in everything he does, he like really has kind of an it factor. Yeah. That's like kind of draws you to him. He's, he's very good. Yeah. He's great. I agree. Um, my crush this week, I'm going to give it to Kate Berlant. I watched her uh, stand up on Hulu. It's titled Cinnamon in the Wind. And it was just like the most stunning 45 minutes I've ever seen in my whole life. And she is so good. I've never watched any of her stand up like I think almost everything I've ever watched of hers, she's always with John. So it was really fun to see her mm. on her own. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's where I'm at, too. I never really realized it until a League yeah. of Their Own, actually. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So anyway, I highly recommend it. It was beautiful. And there's so many jokes in it that I like can't stop thinking about. And it was just like done really well. So also props to Bo Burnham for directing it. And if you need a 45 minute break, do it and watch this. I cannot wait to watch that. That's one of those things that I forgot to watch this weekend. You know how that happens? There's just too much content. Yeah. Lots of content. ASAP. All right. Well, there you have it. Two things for you to watch on Netflix and a thing for you to watch on Hulu. I swear there was another thing that we recommended offhanded but i can't remember anyway lots of work for all of us to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh thank you for listening bye bye